everybody out there on the internet. Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler, whose cat is investigating my backpack at the moment. Yeah, I kind of wonder if she's biting something. I should probably go check it out. My cats chew on the uh, the little tassels on Mm. my backpack all the time, so she isn't really doing too much damage to the thing. Yeah, my cat is one uh, where if you leave socks laying around, there's going to be holes in them. Like, she'll take them and hide them and just bite the shit out of them. Mm. She's bad like that. Just ripping all sorts of stuff up. Blankets have holes in them all over the place. She's just really bad. Well, um, I don't think she's going (laughs) to do too much damage, considering that I have two cats who are... Yeah. Becoming more and more just little assholes, doing all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. I like the videos you posted of them last night. Yeah. On your Twitter... Yep. Uh, that's at the Arctic Sloth. You can find me posting videos of my cats there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just becoming very mischievous right now. They're in that stage of their life, and I imagine they'll be there for quite a while. Yeah. Considering your cat is, what, three years old? A year, a little over a year and a oh, half. A year and a half. Yeah. She, see, she feels like she's way older, but mm. she's still young. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to bite my hand sometimes when I pet her belly. <laughs> she tries to bite everybody. I don't know why. That's just her thing. She likes know. playing though. She likes she playing. Like yeah. I, I can play not too rough, but I can I can get a mm-hmm. little bit physical with her. Yeah. 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 And she she likes uh cuddling a lot too. Mm. She'll let you know when she's ready. Alright, yeah. Those cats are just like, hey, Give me some cuddles, man. Yeah, I know my cats are really loud when they want attention. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it, I can't get away with just leaving them alone. Right. Uh, yeah. How are you? I am very tired. I have been subject to dog sitting in yeah. very uh, early hours of the morning uh for the past couple of days. Um yeah, uh, that we've been having some medical issues with a family friend, and I need to watch their dog sometimes because their dog cannot be left alone. Mm-hmm. Is the dog doing all right? Yeah, the dog's doing fine. She's That's just good. she just gets really uh, nervous when she's alone. Mm-hmm. She starts tearing things apart because she can't stand the solitary life. There, there's a cat that hangs out with her, but mm. that's just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of dog is it again? I don't know what kind of dog it is. Like, is it a big dog? No, it's kind of a medium-sized dog. Got you. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, other than that, it's been good. I've been playing video games. I've been watching my team Arsenal win a few games in the past week. Um, Going into a North London derby this weekend going to be very interesting to see how that game turns out um i have no clue what any of this means well you know the people <laughs> out there who know what it means are, are getting all of it arsenal are playing their cross town not really cross town well i guess so they're both in uh north northern london mm-hmm. uh so th- there's a little bit of a rivalry there there are plenty of london teams but this rivalry gets pretty nasty sometimes got you <laughs> 
but it's it's interesting. It'll give Arsenal a chance to close in on the points table and potentially claw within a point of their rivals, hopefully finishing ahead of them by the end of the season. Oh, because fuck Tottenham. Yeah, fuck them. But tater tots are good. Yeah, tater tots are great. I, I, had, I had some tater tots this morning. I had a Burger King breakfast this morning. Dude. With the egg normous burrito. Oh, oh, nice. Did you get pancakes in it? And bacon and syrup and um, eggs? No, I didn't. No, that, that's a thing I did on my own. Uh, I had a <laughs> breakfast for dinner a couple nights ago, uh, and we had pancake. Uh, I had a pancake with eggs and bacon and syrup. Just wrapped it all up in the pancake and ate it like a burrito. Oh, okay. Hold on. Time out. Time out. See, I thought you you like made You thought pancakes. I was putting that shit in a tortilla? Yeah. What the fuck is That's wrong with why you? I was like you're a fucking monster by doing that. No, you wrap you wrap the other things in okay. the pancake. All right. So, Use see, the pancake I, I can, like you would a tortilla. I can live with that. All Jesus. Right. What kind of monster do you think I am? I just shit. Misread it. God. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, bro. But yeah. Other than that, I've been uh, I've been schlooting around. Ooh, getting them schlooters. Yeah. It's uh it's schlooting season. Yeah. <laughs> Shloot all day, schloot all night. Yep. Uh, have you been schlooting? Uh yeah, we did some schlooting last night in Destiny 2. <laughs> that we did. Yeah, we did something that none of us um, along with a friend of ours. Uh we we haven't done any of the Black Armory Forge ignitions and we did the Volander Forge last night. Charlie, would you like to walk us through how that went? Uh it went uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, in a way, I think, uh, Mr. I, lowest level person yeah, that was involved. I, I could have, uh, been in a better level, uh, been at a better power level to do it, which is funny because by the end of the night, after you got off, we just did gambit, ran through the three, uh, gambit matches up to 602. So that would have been very helpful <laughs> to be at 602. <laughs> um, yeah, I was at five ninety three, I think, and but you two were both at six twenty four. I was at six twenty four. I believe Keith was at six twenty three. Yeah, something like that. Um, I ended the night at six twenty six. Yeah. So basically, yeah, this is part of the Black Army, which is the first DLC. You have to ignite these different forges, and you make stuff out of them. Make some um, cool ass weapons. Mm-hmm. And basically. What the forges are is you go to a certain location in the world and you activate it and then you go through three rounds. Uh, one, the first two rounds will be similar, but will have slightly different objectives. Um, and then you find a boss. And so for the first one, you have to kill very specific targets in a certain amount of time and then throw the orbs that they drop at the forge. Uh, while getting bombarded, yeah, it's just enemies. a sh- it's a lo- shitload of enemies that just it is spawn. total chaos where you were just running around and shooting and you have no you don't really have time to think of what you're actually shooting at that well mm-hmm. that much you're like that's a target I'm gonna go right over there and kill that guy so he can drop his orb so I can pick it up get the hell out of there and throw it um, so I th- we so the first time. We didn't. Do, we we literally did better and better 
every single time until we finally got to the po- our, our last we're like all right this is our last try for the night if we don't get it i'll power up a little bit more and we'll come back to it and we'll be fine and man that first round was not looking so hot and we're like man you know because we we got to the point where we were getting past the first round like no problem yeah like 40 seconds left and i mean it was down i think we finished it with two seconds left i mean it it was it was really bad and it's like man now we're not even going to get past the the first round um got past that then a second round not looking so hot we're all dying left and right we, we uh don't have enough orbs yeah in i think the, there was the a forge. sequence in there where there was less than 20 seconds left but i saw like three orbs right next to each other and i was like just bam 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 mm-hmm. and threw them all in and yeah yeah and so we we're like damn we're, we're just not going to get it we all have our supers we all pop our supers and then it's just something happened where we just like all got locked in and we made it and so then we're finally on the boss and and we just did a round before where we fought the boss and we literally needed like three more seconds because he had like no health left but none of us had supers or anything like that but just a little bit more time and he would have been dead but we ran out of time uh to take him out and so we get to the boss and boss isn't starting off too hot either but uh ended up somehow finishing it basically what ended up happening is that the boss was focused on me and not our our buddy and so he just stood in his face with a shotgun and just kept shooting him over and over and over again (laughs) but we all got like good supers and and all that It, it all ended up working out so the boss is uh has the shield and you have to take out these little tiny things the floating around, around them. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you got to keep putting uh, damage on them or else his shields will come back. But it was just so funny because every single round it was like, we're not going to get this. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up getting it in, in, in the run right before it, it was like, all right, we might have it this time. Like we're actually doing really well. We got through the first two rounds really well. The boss is going fine. But then, then last time it just something happened. Yeah. I don't know. It 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 did the dang thing. We all I think we all ended up getting a hammerhead uh, machine gun out of it. Yeah, I think that's that's just the one that you're supposed to get the first. Um, yeah, the way to get the rest of the weapons is kind of grindy because you have to grind through a lot of uh, weekly quests and yeah. Yeah, it's... You basically have to grind your way up to the recommended power level, and then you can go to it. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. But I guess, can we... We can probably come back to this forge, I would assume, and keep doing it, and maybe we'll get something out of you, it, or I, no? I think... I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure... I, I think you have to have one of those, uh, those frames completed. Oh, okay. One, the ones that you can get from Ada. I see. Oh, yeah, that, that would make sense. You'd go through the frame stuff, and then you go to the forge to complete the weapon. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Oh, yeah. Boy. I mean, it, it's it's cool. I mean, I'm not sure. The Black Armory, there's not a ton to it. Like, that's kind of it, and it's just a ton of grinding until you get these forges. Like, the weapons are cool. Um, I'm sure the forges are great if you can do them, but it's just a grind to get there. Um, Don't worry, the level cap is going up next week. Yeah. You'll be able to grind up there really fast. Yeah, you'll be able to go up to 700 and they'll 
do prime engrams up to 650 mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, now that I'm past 600, the grind is is real. Um, yeah, Destiny 2. It's, it's a fun game. We did Nightfall, shockingly, for the first time. Um, at least that's the first time I did it since Forsaken launched. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that... That was fun to do Nightfalls. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a strike. It doesn't... Yeah. It's whatever. But it's like, it's just, it's a strike it, where it wasn't overly hard, but they threw enough at you to make it kind of a little difficult. Um, but it, it felt good because we It all, only really got hairy once. Yeah, basically. And yeah, you both went down and then I was kind of screwed. And I literally went down as soon as our buddy was coming back. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Just did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I ended up playing competitive crucible, a few matches of that and played, gosh, I'm totally blanking on the game mode. I guess basically your team has 10 lives. And so you can only respawn. elimination. Yeah, that's probably right. And you can only respawn a few times, um, because you only have a certain amount of lives and then you have to wipe out the other team and it's just first to four rounds of wins and it was pretty good. We had a lockdown victory. Oh yeah. I love that, that fucking Trinity Ghoul, man. Yeah. That bow is so good. Yeah. There was a pretty sick moment where two players on the enemy team came out and like together you popped one and I shot the other one in the head <laughs> with a sniper rifle. They were just done. Like it was, it was a pretty shut down win, which was fun. Um, yeah, competitive. I don't know why. I just felt like spicing it up a little bit more and doing some different things. Mm-hmm. Didn't really play a lot of competitive stuff in in Destiny Two so far, but I think that's about it. I mean, I ended up running just a bunch of weekly stuff. So I went from five ninety one to six oh two, but nice. Now that stops. Anything else you've been playing? Played some... Did we play Epic Legends since last time? I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we did either. I'm just trying to think of like that. I don't think I even played Apex Legends since we last. Yeah. I don't think I have either, but... um, Played Kingdom Hearts 3 and played through the Monsters, Inc. world, which was neat. Uh, I... I've seen the first movie, but I saw it when it came out a really long time ago, and I haven't seen a sequel. I just, I kind of have no attachment to that universe, and I felt like the world was kind of repetitive in terms of what you're doing. There's some really annoying moments where you had to deactivate these lasers, so you had to get on this conveyor belt, and these lasers are shooting down, and you had to do these different action commands to get through it. It just overall was really fucking annoying to get through that in those sections, but it was fine. Uh, I think it's definitely my loot. Not one of my favorite worlds for sure. I'm trying to decide what, what is my favorite world? Probably Olympus, which is the first world you go to is my favorite world so far in the game. So now I am going to go to the frozen world. So I think I have four, four Disney worlds left before I'm all done with them. And one of them is, um, the Winnie the Pooh world, which I've heard will take like 30 minutes if Mm. that. So 
the Winnie the Pooh worlds and all the Kingdom Hearts games have been side things where it's almost like it's cool because it's Winnie the Pooh, but it's, at the same time, it's sad because it's fucking Winnie the Pooh and he talks like he's, you know, just super sad all the time. And I mean, he is, but th- they've always been like mini games for the most part. And so I don't know, kind of a missed opportunity there, but trucking through with Kingdom Hearts 3, probably going to put a lot more time into that because I finally finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey story. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the main story. There's still so much to do. Like the mythological creature stuff, you know, the quest lines that they added as as free DLC. Uh, there's the actual DLCs to get into, but I finished the main story and it was it was neat. I felt like I, I enjoyed the story towards the end, but I felt like the final mission was kind of like there was no challenge to it. I was expecting something a little bit more. Um, but I guess from a story story aspect, it does make sense because the final boss fight actually occurs a few missions before, in a way. Um, there's very few... There's a lot of boss fights in the game, but there's a few where a like health bar goes across like the whole screen and it's not right above their heads. And it's like, oh, that's a real deal boss fight. Yep. And so the last real deal boss fight was way before that. But when you finish it, you end up getting some really cool armor and and swords and stuff so that's really exciting and you know i think i am i'm almost at the max level of 50 but they're boosting that up to 99 now yeah um yeah it's just it's a great game and it's a great story and just by the end though i was a little like i talked last time annoyed with the whole bounty system like the bounty system's just really annoying of I have to do all these things but I'm getting hunted by these super powerful mercenaries towards the end of the game and uh, just feel like I was getting ambushed and that's not fun but it's a good story and looking forward to playing more of it in the future I think I'm going to take a break with this game until the Atlantis DLC comes out the big DLC that's supposed to drop in the spring so I'll probably return to Assassin's Creed Odyssey then because I've put a lot of time into it over the past uh, two months, really since Christmas time, uh, when I really started to get back into it in full. I think I, to, I, think I finished it around 45 hours. So I know a, lot, a lot of other people have put in a lot more than me, but mm-hmm. there's still a lot more that I want to do. So I can see myself easily dropping another 30 or 40 into it at some point. Okay. But I recommend it. I do think it is a overall better game than origins there's just a lot to do in it like way more to do than origins um and if that's not enticing or if that's a little too much then then i could see how someone would think origins is better i guess it also comes down to do you like egypt or greece better um i think greece is way more exciting and interesting to explore i think cassandra's a better character um, you know I like the dude from Origins. Blanking on his name, Bayek. Bayek, yes. Um, yeah, I saw a rumor that apparently the next one is going to be set in ancient Rome. Woohoo! Codenamed Legion. Great. I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> too excited for that because that just—I feel like we've seen so much of that, of like. 
Mediterranean stuff. Like right. we've seen so much of it. Like we've seen enough of Italy. We've seen we've seen Greece. We've seen it. It's just and Mesopotamia and it seems a little similar, not to Greece, but or the okay. yeah. no, just like the Eastern, like the Eastern Orthodox stuff. Like it, there's yeah. like the, that region has been done so much. Yes, it has. Plus they, they like Assassin's Creed. Now. I get it. Totally different time period, but they did Rome before, mm-hmm. you know, back in um, Brotherhood. Uh, but I mean, I guess ancient Rome could be cool. We saw a little bit of it in spoilers, Assassin's Creed Origins. There's a little bit of it at the yeah. end, but not a lot. Um, it makes sense. You know, you, you have ancient Egypt, Greece and Rome, but I just feel like that. Like yeah. anytime we feel like doing ancient history, it always defaults to oh, let's talk about Rome, let's talk about Greece. And, it, like, it totally ignores, like, what the rest of the world's ancient history is. Yeah. And it's honestly a little bit boring, and I I can't help but think that it, it's just, it just ignores so much of history that it, it, it kind of skews what people think yeah. about ancient human history. I agree. Like, I, I really want... Um Obvious, I'm I'm in that camp of give me a Japan like feudal Japan or ancient China could be fucking cool uh, Vikings I don't know there could be really cool shit with Vikings you could still have the sailing and all sorts of stuff that could be really neat there's a lot that they could do we'll see I guess if, yeah. if that's true but most Assassin's Creed's end up leaking yeah I'm just glad I mean, we're not it, getting enough. Ubisoft one. games leak. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes that's true. they leak their own games within games. Mm-hmm. Like they did in Watch Dogs 2, but apparently yeah. that game was canceled. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also rumors that Watch Dogs 3 is coming out this year and is set in London. That's something. Would not be surprised at too. all. That's, no. that's one of the things we, we, prob- we probably mentioned Watch Dogs 3 when we were talking about mm-hmm. Ubisoft's projections for this year. Yeah, and London makes sense. It's just a city that I think could fit into the Watch Dogs universe for sure. Then it got, you know, when, when I was reading that, it got me uh, thinking about like, fucking Watch Dogs 2 was a fucking baller game. I loved that game. You know, I I'd, platinum thing that. I'd game. love to see a Watch Dogs game set in China with their surveillance state and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, do something boy. really political. <laughs> yeah, that game yeah. would get banned in China it instantly. Would. It absolutely would. I mean, or uh, Ubisoft would make it with this just badass trailer, and you're like, "Wow, they're going to send a message with that." And then, and then just you play totally, it, and it's just totally it insane. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's just some goofy ass game. And you're like, "No, nah, they're not." Oh, doing like that. Far Cry Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Believe that's all that I have been playing on the PlayStations. All right. Wow. I've been playing a little bit of the new Super Mario Brothers U on Switch. I am so bad at Mario. I've gotten way better at 2D platformers, like beat Donkey Kong or in the Blind Forest. Beat um, the Donkey Kong, the like, early. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And. Like, those two games... Uh, there's other ones I'm just not thinking of, but those two games are really hard games. And I feel like I beat them no fucking problem, but I cannot for the life of me play 2D Mario. I I can get through Maybe you should levels. play Kirby. 
you know, I probably should. Kirby or Yoshi, you know yeah. what I mean? Just just little little easy games to get through. Um, Kirby RoboBot. That was awesome. Well, 3DS, but it was really easy. But I'm just, I don't know, something about Mario, man. I'm just really bad at Mario. But I enjoy playing it. Like, I, I play the levels. I'm like, I fucking love this. 3D Mario, I'm fine with. I like 3D Mario a lot. And I'm decent at it. Okay. I don't know, man. That I, Like... Watching people play like Mario Maker, like really hard stuff, I love it because I'm like, I'll never be that good. But anyways. All right. Well, I have played a couple of games. Um, I guess I'll start with Trials Rising, which is actually out this week. Uh, It's a Trials game and it's a very good one. And I really like the levels. It has some really neat customization stuff. Uh, it does some cool stuff with like the different modes and different mini games. There's some really goofy mini games in there. There's one where you uh, bail off your bike to catch a basketball and then try <laughs> to dunk the basketball in a hoop. Oh, that's pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> There's one where you like bail off your bike and try to bounce on explosive barrels and mm. see how far you can go. Uh, there's there's a ton of cool mini games like that. Uh, there's also like the this challenger mode, which pits you up against three consecutive uh, dry racers, uh, online players. They're ghosts. Uh, it tries to match it close to your uh, your skill level, so you try to beat them one by one and earn. I think a challenge crate. There's loot crates in this. That's the really? that, that's the new thing in this trials game is that there's loot crates, but it's all cosmetic stuff that you can put on your. How do you get a rider? Just leveling up, or yeah, leveling up. Much like Overwatch, it's just on level ups, and then again on these challenge series, hmm. which they're pretty hard because they they match it pretty close to what your what your current time is. Oh, so it's like yeah, you gotta improve, hmm. and you can only you can only restart the level three times or f- fail three times. So, and that's over the course of three races. Oh, wow. Holy shit. (laughs) See, it's pretty difficult to do that, but... In a way Trials plays, I can see that being difficult because it's so physics based and floaty and yeah but it's fun and in that way uh it they do introduce this trials academy kind of thing that teaches you a lot of the basic concepts leading up to more advanced stuff as well as you level up uh so it kind of times out that uh once you get to a level where you're getting some harder levels it's also making available these modules to teach you how to do new techniques Mm. uh to help you with these harder levels yeah i i'm having a blast with it uh I, it's just a lot of fun it's really goofy uh, yeah i i recommend it it's i think it's like 25 bucks nice. uh, for the standard edition that's a game that i do want to play because i enjoy playing trials a lot yeah if you if you enjoy trials this is a pretty good trials game mm-hmm. um I've also been, well, you know, I've been on a Schluter journey. <laughs> we already mentioned that we've played some Destiny. I have also dipped my toes into Warframe. Going back to that, I played it a little bit at launch. Basically back when the PlayStation 4 launched with yeah. it. And it was in a much different state back then. 
it is better now, but also there is more to it, and it's really confusing. I like the way it plays. There's just so many systems outside of the outside of the game, like outside of the actual levels playing the game, uh, such like way it deals with mods and uh, equipment and uh, building stuff. There's just so much there. And then, like, there's so many different, like, campaigns available now. And it does a decent job of trying to direct you to, hey, maybe you should do this campaign now. And, and it, it, there is a structure there. I just wish, like, the first couple hours of playing Warframe kind of gave you more direction and gave you more of an idea of what the loop actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've played three hours of Warframe this week, and I could not tell you what the loop is other than hey there's a bunch of these levels to complete oh shit but yeah that i want to understand warframe yeah i i really want to understand warframe because it seems like a pretty good game Mm -hmm. seems like and it's free yeah it just seems like you gotta put a lot of time into it Mm -hmm. to to really start to get it but yeah yeah, is the loot good were you getting good looped so from what I've seen, a lot of the loot is resources to build things, and then occasionally you'll get a special resource that allows you to build specific items and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I I still don't understand much about it. <laughs> but I like how it plays. It moves around pretty good. The shooting feels pretty good. Yeah. All right. And then I've been ass-deep... Into Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Just diving all the way in. Um, I, I'm close to the end of that game. And so far, uh, as it relates to being a schluter, the shooting, good. Moving around feels good. Playing the game feels good. The looting doesn't feel so great. That's what I've a seen lot a lot of... <laughs> So the problem this game has with its loot is that it has a set amount of weapons, like kind of like there are these templates for weapons and you can have a common and uncommon. You have a rarity spectrum across each of these weapons. Yep. But you see what those weapons are. It's just a matter of the numbers. Yeah. And it isn't really a matter of, oh, cool, this is a cool weapon that dropped for me. It's just, oh, this is one of those weapons at this level. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be like there. I haven't gotten to the point where it's dropping legendaries, but the legendary that it gives you with the pre order bonus is just a legendary version of a marksman rifle. And it literally says in the description upgraded version of the scout marksman rifle. And then when you loot a scout marksman rifle and you look at them side by side and you're like, oh, this doesn't look all that different. It just has a bunch of these modifiers on it. Right. Yeah, I was seeing, I've been watching people play a lot of Anthem and it seems like even the masterwork stuff is very similar to the stuff that you're getting throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and that's, that is a major, that is half the, Yeah, that is half a schluter is Dude, the looting. You, that's why you're playing the game because you want to you want to fuck shit up in it's like, cool ways and you want to get cool stuff for doing that. You know, it's like uh, 
they got this miscon- misconception that the only reason people like games like Destiny or Warframe is seeing the numbers go up. And yes, it's nice to see numbers go up, but also it's nice to look at a cool thing. Yes. And Anthem just doesn't ha- doesn't have that on the web- on the loot front. Yes. They are- there aren't good cool things to look at on the loot. Yeah. Um, That's what I was I've been seeing. I will say there are some cool things to look at when it comes to customizing the look of your javelin. And I've seen I've been playing online and I've been seeing some very interesting takes on the javelin, very interesting looks. And that 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 part is really nice. I think that's it's really good. How do, how do you how does the customization of that stuff work? Like so what you do is, well Okay, so you have each of your javelins. Let's say, for instance, I have the Interceptor javelin. Now, you can change out if you want to spend the either the in-game currency or the real-world currency. You can do either and spend them to buy different, say, a different helmet or different uh, chest piece. Or, In fact, I believe it makes you buy the entire set. Mm. So you have the you have this set of armor that you can choose. Uh, you can say you want the helmet from this set or and the gauntlets from that set, chest piece from another, whatever. Uh, so you can choose all that, and then you can go in and choose the materials and color for each for like there are different like groups on the on your armor. So you could like, hey, group one's going to be metal and it's going to be, say, steel or iron or mm-hmm. or uh, zinc or some, some, some sort of metal. And they all have different sort of colorations to it. And there are different types of metal stuff to it. Like there's a brushed metal look. There's a diamond plated metal look and all kinds of stuff like that. And like there, there's the, there's the metal looks. There's like the painted looks. There's like these soft materials that are like leather or cloth and stuff like that. So you can create a, a very diverse looking setup. Like the, I've not seen two javelins unless people keep them at their default. I've not seen uh, two javelins that look alike. Right, that's cool. Well, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Way better than Destiny's two system. Yeah, it's <laughs> it. Yeah, honestly, it's it's really good. You can look. You can be whatever whatever color you want to be. Like there's it gives you access to the full color wheel and you can just you can just pick the colors you want and it'll save them in your custom colors that you can go back to them and you can save different loadouts for each of your uh, javelins so you can have a load you can you can use loadouts for traditionally oh i want this loadout that has these modifiers because i know what i'm gonna do with it but you could also have that loadout because you like the color that's in it yeah that's cool how's the story story's okay yeah. It's okay. I enjoy the world building. I think there is a really cool world there. There's a cool concept in all of it. Um, there's interesting political things happening it, between, like, the in-game governments. Um, and I, I just don't find the actual, like, main narrative of how you go through all of that to be all that interesting. I... I like I said I haven't reached the end of it. It might turn itself around, but at this point I doubt it. Um, a lot of the structure kind of bottlenecks you at certain points uh, to going and doing these challenges. Um, yeah, the tomb stuff. Yeah, I had to grind out fucking yeah. world events to get chests to do, See, open a tomb. That shit is just ridiculous. It's, in my opinion. yeah, it's it very much resembles bad MMO structure. 
Yeah, because what I've seen, like, you're not even getting anything out of the opening the tomb. No, right? you're not. Like, you're not really. It's just like advancing the quest. Yeah, like that. At least give you something if you're gonna have this ridiculous roadblock. I will say roadblock. what that leads to is a pretty cool mission with a lot of cool visual mm. stuff going on and some mm-hmm. cool story stuff going on. Um, and then there, there's the side stuff too. And I've been enjoying the side stories. Uh, they actually pick up and get a lot better, as well as the NPCs you see in Fort Tarsus. A lot of the cooler interactions happen later in the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm just interested to see where this goes. They laid out their uh, roadmap, so I, I, like I said, I have to finish, finish the story so I can, I can say whether or not it overall... It's good, but uh, and then of course there are the two strongholds that unlock after you beat the story, which I heard at least one of them is a rehash yes. of the last mission. Um, I will say the Tyrant Mine stronghold is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Uh, the the boss you fight at the end is yeah. unlike any other enemy you see in the game. Which this game lacks for interesting enemies to fight. Like once you've seen everything. Like, there are only, like, a couple enemies that should really bother you. Yeah. Like, they're the Titans, which are kind of a boring design, but they are the tougher enemies that you have to fight. Um, and then there's the Ascari, which is which can be inter- an interesting fight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've been having fun with Anthem. I look forward to beating it, and then, oh, man... I forgot. I just realized now that I forgot to put a story in because there's some Fallout 76 stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna it, go it, look that up. It seems like the gameplay in Anthem, like you, you kind of either like it or hate it, sort of thing. It's either you find it engaging, um, or you really don't like it at all. Like I haven't really seen anyone in between on that. But then it seems like it kind of has some fundamental, like just structural issues. Um, like economy issues as well. I was seeing stuff where to masterwork an item, you need like 25 masterwork embers or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. And each one of them costs 5,000 coin. So you need 200 or what is that? 25,000 or right. I'm bad at math. Yeah. mm. A ridiculous amount. 125,000. Yeah. What you end up needing. And, uh, I saw someone was like, I've played 70 hours of this game and I've only made 90,000 coin. Like that's, that's that like end game sort of balancing is kind of wonky. It seems, but that's fixable stuff. Like they could adjust those things, you know, to make it more fair or you make more, more money throughout the thing and the adventure. I don't know. It's a game that I'm, I'm just going to wait on to me yeah that's probably smart like like, i want to play the game because what i you know the combat scenarios and flying around that i played in the beta were fun like i did enjoy just shooting stuff and flying around that's that seems to be the big selling point of the game but uh just some of its other fundamental issues i'm just gonna wait until they iron them out and maybe there's more stuff there and coming later i mean ea EA's version of live service games to me are a little backwards of I feel like the games lack in some content 
and then they hope to put that content in just kind of dripping along mm-hmm. when that's not I don't know like I feel like you, you gotta have a nice meaty game there for people to latch on to so that they do stick around so to, to play the content that you're going to drip out just to, I don't know it just seems to be a little bit of a trend with EA games recently yeah. minus Apex Legends um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't know We'll see. I'm very curious how well it does in what is Bioware's future. I'm not saying Bioware is going to shut down. I heard that this game isn't selling very well. I could see it because I think the launch of it it really hurt this game in terms of like the word of mouth was just bad from the beta in in that one week launch period where there was just a lot of issues that people might be in my, my camp of... I do want to play the game, but I just, I'm not, not going where to it spend is right money. Now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious on Bioware's future. Not, I'm not saying that they're going to get shut down, you know, next year or whatever, but you know, is this the type of game that they're going to make moving forward? Like what is Dragon Age 4 going to look like? Is that going to be more like Inquisition or is it going to be more like this? You know, do they keep investing in Anthem? Does EA have the, the patience to, let Bioware kind of fix Anthem and get it to that good spot that we've seen games like Warframe and Destiny and Destiny 2 and The Division do. You know what I mean? Well, if they didn't have all their support studios doing fucking Star Wars shit, they could make them help Anthem go along. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that's just my bias against Star Wars. Yeah. But EA, it, like, is a company where if it's not great out of the gate, they're just going to drop it and move on. Look, yeah. Mass Effect Drama is a great case. That game wasn't great out of the gate. Bioware fixed some things, made it a better game, but they dropped all the DLC for it. So we're not making it, you know? Like, I just hope EA allows Bioware to invest into Anthem so that people keep coming back to it. You know, because it's what you got to do. It's so interesting to me with Anthem in we saw it with the division in Destiny of these schluters Schluters. and none of them got it right out of the gate. They all had significant problems and then they had to turn it around. And we saw with like Destiny 2, like it was great until you got to the end game because they you know, they wanted to pull people back in, but they kind of forgot about the people that kind of kept Destiny alive the whole time. You know, the Division apparently turned around. We'll see what Division 2 looks like. But I just feel like it's just so interesting that none none of them got it right out of the gate of like, wow, this game is really good from the start. And it's maybe it's only got a few things here and there, but no. I don't know. But I also think like Bioware coming out fucking, I don't know. I guess five years basically after Destiny 2, three years after <laughs> The Division. I feel like there was a template there of what, what to do and what to not do. But I don't know. Who knows? I, I, f- I have a feeling that this game should not have come out now. No, and I, I was f- thinking that too. I, and I What's even like I even said like leading like before we knew the release date, I was like I mean, before we got into, like, the beta and stuff like that, like, 
I I was saying like end of Jan- like beginning of January end of December like I'd be surprised if Anthem actually hits its release date and yeah. maybe they they shouldn't have like they should have probably pushed this a little bit um, yeah and it's not like EA would have fucking gone under no but no, hey I mean, they have to make all the money <laughs> yeah it, it seems like it's a game that if they would have pushed this game to the fall maybe of 2019 it would have just done so much better for it you know mm-hmm. could have just smoothed things out a little bit better yeah but investors fiscal years mm. yeah I'm gonna actually go out of order here because we're talking about EA and wondering if they will support Anthem it sure seems like Bethesda is going to keep supporting Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And supporting Fallout 76 with a bunch of free updates in this roadmap they have for 2019. Um, I'm only going to talk about like the spring stuff right now because that's that's what's most imminent and that's what only that's the only stuff that has any real detail here. Uh, but starting in March, there's some significant. There going to be some significant changes coming to Fallout 76. I want to make this image larger here so I can actually read off of it. So the changes start on March 12th, where they are launching uh, Welcome to Wild Appalachia, where they'll be releasing uh, new monsters. Uh, and yeah, there's hmm. Okay, so there yeah. Man, this why are the notes there not very great? <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah. The notes below this image aren't like in in line with like the order that it's actually coming out, but there's like yeah. Welcome to Wild Appalachia coming March 12th, uh which is going to also bring brewing and distilling, so you'll be able to make alcohol now. Sure. Why not? Uh, and then March 19th, there's going to be an event, an event the Foshnot Parade, which will be a limited time event, which we've seen those in live service games, sure. Yep. Uh, probably uh, one of the bigger updates coming uh, is a new game mode, March 26th, a survival mode, which you'll be able to load into. It'll... It'll. It, the descriptor here says a new game mode brings higher stakes PvP experience with fewer restrictions, increased rewards, and new challenges. So that, from the sounds of that, that it's going to sound like you'll be able to drop into a survival server and play it there. Uh, some new features coming in April. April 9th, player vending, and April 16th, a camera. <laughs> Which is weird because this game already has a photo mode, and yeah. a rather good photo mode, I'd say. Um, but hey, I don't I don't know what that camera is for. Yeah. Uh, in May, uh, we'll have. Oh wait, no. There's another thing on April 9th. Sheer Terror, which is a new quest. Uh, the, there's going to be a new. Uncover the encrypted ser- secrets of Appalachia in a new series of quests and encounters to, separ- to separate monsters from myths. So that sounds interesting there. Some new quests. Uh, in May, there's going to be this update called Ever Upwards, which is another uh, series of quests. And then on May 23rd, the Legendary Vendor, which is important because as of now, you can't really do much with your 
legendary gear uh, other than sell them to vendors. But the legendary vendor is going to allow you to, this update's going to allow you to actually scrap your legendary items, and there's going to be a unique vendor that's going to sell legendary gear. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, it's... There's stuff coming out, and they they had this is their spring update. They have a summer update and a uh, fall update planned. And you know, maybe I'm not just playing Fallout 76 for no reason. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there is something here. At least they're sticking with it, and they're you know planning out a bunch of new stuff for 2019. Mm-hmm. See if people come back to it. It's just such a competitive market at this point. Yeah. You know, you really got to just pick a few that you want to you want to stick with. I got to play all of them, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. um, hmm. But what you don't have to play all of, you don't have to play this game of appeasing all customers on the Internet in the way that THQ Nordic felt it should have done <sighs> when it really shouldn't have done. Hmm. This is probably the most disgusting news um, of this week so just a quick warning like there's going to be some discussion of child abuse and it's it's just going to be pretty gross for, for, for the next couple minutes here uh, because THQ Nordic decided it would be a great idea to host a Q&A on 8chan a website that was born out of the most disgusting things that got banned from 4chan, an already notorious site. 8chan has hosted such things such as child pornography yeah. on their site and has gone so far to have gotten blacklisted by Google and several ISPs. Yeah. But THQ Nordic... In their grand, in the grand wisdom of their PR department, thought it would be appropriate to host a Q and A on this site, um, and then afterwards issued such a fake apology that is not in line with the way they interacted with their Q and A, in which they claimed that they did not know the nature of the site. But when you read some of the responses that they had to the in the Q and A. It seems like they very much were playing to the crowd there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, hmm. It's just the most... This is really gross to me. Like... Yeah. There is a word when someone approaches you and says, Hey, you want to do a Q&A on A-chan? And that word is no. You just... You don't have to say yes to every opportunity, as they called this. They call this an opportunity. No. No. It, so THQ Nordic, of course, they've, they've put out the Darksiders games. They're putting out Biomutant this year. It just doesn't make sense why you have to cater to this audience. Like, it doesn't make much sense at all to me like this is the this is the garbage dump of the internet yeah full of people who are going to the site presumably to see things that they can't see on other sites that are already notorious like why are you playing to that audience 
it makes no sense to me at all. Why? Out of all the places to have a fucking AMA, you choose this place? For what? I mean, what logic is there with that? And no one thought like, oh, this is a bad idea. We're going to get really bad publicity for this or what? It just makes no sense at all because A-Chan is just like, like you said, like it, it's, it's one of the most garbage places on the internet. I mean, it's an awful place, you know? Yeah, uh, here's a here's a quote um, from wa- the Washington Post uh, describing Achan as the more lawless, more libertarian, and more free fo- follow up to 4chan. Boards have been created to discuss topics such as child rape. This what? is the site that THQ Nordic decided to host a fucking AMA. <sighs> And I feel bad for anyone anyone who's making a game that's being published by THQ Nordic because the people making the games are not the problem here. It's T, it's the publisher and the publisher's PR department specifically. Yeah. Uh, but it is just... If you have that THQ Nordic label on your game now, this, this is something that's right up there next to it. Right. right. It, it, yeah, it's just a really bad thing. And it, it makes no sense. Like just have it on reddit or something like that like there are other there are plenty of other avenues to have an ama out of all the places you choose that it's just ridiculous and then to claim that you didn't know what you were doing is just so fucking it it's it means nothing like that their apology means absolutely nothing they're just sorry that they got caught doing this Right, but it—it's just disgusting to me. I—I I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to go forward now. Like, do I? Well, it's hard to just—it's hard to plan for any kind of action against this kind of stuff with THQ Nordic. Because, like, like I say again, like the developers that are being published by THQ Nordic probably have no hand in this and are probably just as pissed as the rest of the rest yeah. of the industry is that yeah. the, that they decided to do this and i don't even think this is any sort of political thing either whichever way you feel this is just fucking stupid that's you know you know that's how i play it. like that this is just the most idiotic thing that you could do to to have an AMA and get your company associated with a website like that. A just awful, 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 awful place. Yeah, I know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm. I wonder if there will be any sort of blowback to this in terms of sales of their games or anything like that. I don't know because it, it's just a really bad look. And, and if I was a developer for them, I'd be like, what What are you guys doing? Like, you're making us all look like shit now. They are a publicly traded company. I'm, I'm going to look at yeah. their stock trends here. Um, over the last five days. Okay, so when did this publish here? This published here. They did this AMA. Oh, what day was this? Fe- February 26th. Okay. 
and it looks like their their stock dropped by fucking seventy cents. Yeah, like it's it's. Mm. Jeez, I'm just. Man, this is just really. Yeah, I I just don't know what you do. Like, yeah. there's yeah, there's it's... not any concrete action that we can really do about it like other than like be like hey this is fucked up and maybe some people out there who are investors in thq nordic are will be like will go over to whoever's at that pr department be like yo what the fuck hopefully that fucking pr department that is responsible for something like this i i very rarely wish people to be fired but if this is the kind of stunt you're going to pull it as a PR department for a video game company, you probably shouldn't be in the PR department of any company, honestly. Yeah. <sighs> All right. It's crazy. <sighs> uh, I think that that's enough for now. Uh, unless something else really comes up, I, I think that's all we're gonna have. We're gonna say about it. It's just really probably the most disgusting thing i've seen in video games for in in a while yeah like this is this is worse than layoffs honestly to me like this is this is actively catering to a crowd that promotes the abuse of children and among other things like it doesn't stop there there's other there's other some other disgusting stuff that happens on sites like that yeah such as organizing to like retaliate against journalists and reporters and stuff like that yeah swatting Mm mm-hmm stuff like that i mean it's yeah it's a little bit more than uh than than layoffs or oh there's predatory monetization in this video game like that's just not a good thing at all to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. to to associate with something like that yeah yeah gross The bad news doesn't start there, but this is less bad news coming up here. So you remember Overkill's Walking Dead thing that was supposed to... It's not happening. No. Uh, I believe it was an early access on PC. It was... uh, No, it came out on PC. Okay, it came out on PC. It was a trash fire. Hmm. Uh, Really bad uh, video game and didn't sell well at all. And Starbreeze... And Skybound have decided to stop it, mostly because Skybound is taking their license away and terminating their contract with Starbreeze. Yeah, I, I believe there was some sort of clause in their contract, a quality clause on their mm-hmm. based on this, and that's why this is being this game is being terminated. Which makes sense. Um, yeah, you want to protect your IP, and if there's a really bad game associated with it, it's probably in their best interest to not let you continue making something like that. Agreed. Um, yeah, I... It's unfortunate because uh, this game has put Star Breeze in a very bad financial situation. Um, you know, I mean, their offices were raided. Uh, they've had to let go of a lot of things, a lot of publishing uh things that they were trying to do and yeah they're just in a really bad spot and this obviously doesn't help and they kind of they put the console versions of this game on ice and said they would come out eventually but they're not even going to happen and uh, the uh i think the pc version is not 
not going to be supported anymore. Correct. Yeah. It, that This is a game, too, that it was announced in, like, 2013 or 2014, like a really long time ago. Yeah, and, at, at the height of the hype for The Walking Dead. Yes. But you can't... It, I understand like the the want to get a walking dead game out but you would have had to have seen that train trend happen happening ahead of time like and uh, you can't like once you're at the plateau that's not the time to start making a game on on that on that trend Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the show was still very popular when it came out not as popular now it's really dropped off in terms of viewers um but then it also just doesn't help that the game wasn't good. Mm-hmm. You know, you take that long to make a game that is not good. Like, yeah, not the best. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Starbreeze shut their doors just because of how many uh, bad, bad things have been happening to them recently. It would be a shame for it to happen. Of course, don't want it to happen. But What have, have they actually put out that's good, though? Payday. Payday? Okay. Payday and Payday 2. That's, I mean, those were the games that took them to the next level. They published games like uh, Brothers. Mm. Um, they were going to publish uh, the System Shock reboot, and they apparently are still publishing um, Psychonauts 2. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Who could say? But if you're still starving for zombies... There's it's, going to be a different zombie game coming out. This is like a zombie rock block of news here. Yeah. Got a got a few stories here. So, you remember World War Z, that movie that was based on a book, but it really wasn't based on the book because it took it in a totally different direction than the book? Well, there's I going to be... Never seen that movie. Have you? Did you see yes, it? Yes, I've seen it. Okay. It's, it's an all right movie, but mm. if you've read the book, it's like, how the fuck are these two things connected? <laughs> Um, but World War Z is also getting a video game to complete the trilogy of book movie video game. Uh, it's a co-op shooter and it's coming out on April 16th. Not too far away. No. Uh, it's an up to four player game. Uh, so, you know, that elicits the Left 4 Dead kind of yeah. sound to it, although I'm going to look... Uh, hold on, let me mute this. Okay, it's already muted. I want to just take a look at the trailer here to see if there's any gameplay in here. Yeah, it's a it's a third-person shooter. Looks like... Yeah, it looks like it could fill that role, but I, I'd have to check to see like what the actual structure of the game is, what the actual loop is. But yeah, hey, a World War Z game. Sure. Why not? And then, to complete this zombie trilogy of news, Tyler, you said you're excited. You're going to play Resident Evil 2 Remake, right, sometime? Eventually, yeah. Hoping to. Would you be interested to know the sales numbers here being 4 million copies shipped for a remake of Resident Evil 2? 4 million copies in a month. That's pretty good. It's pretty dang good. The series has sold over 90 million copies total. Mm. So that's awesome. And also, if you're a Switch owner, you got Resident Evil Zero 
and four coming and one yes i said fred well i meant resident yeah. evil mm-hmm. zero yeah i should have said re1 but yeah. <sighs> yeah so resident yeah. evil is definitely back in it's it's back in rhythm now and i i would be very curious to see what resident evil 8 is i have a suspicion we might find out at e3 this year maybe i feel like it might be a little a little too soon but i don't think it's too far away do you think RE8 is on this generation of consoles? Or do you think... That, mm. hmm, that's a different question with whether it matters or not. <laughs> yeah. But do you think it it will be playable on the current generation of consoles? It depends. So that game came out in 2017, mm-hmm. right? So that was four years after the consoles launched, and that was kind of a re- that was a total reboot. So if they keep kind of the same assets and in engine stuff, I can see them turning around a game pretty quickly. If it's maybe the first person style, which I could be down for, um, maybe That's- I I I I don't think. But then also now they have this new engine that they they've put. RE2 in. Yeah, I don't think that it would be on this generation of consoles because I feel it would probably be 2021 at the earliest for that because I don't see Capcom putting out two mainline Resident Evil games back to back in back to back years. I mean, I guess the question is, you know, Resident Evil 2 is a success. Sales-wise and critically, 7 was a success mm-hmm. in the same ways. Which ways do you think they're going to go? Do you think they're going to do the first person or third person? Or are they going to be crazy and do both? <laughs> you get to choose which way you want to play. Or maybe, <laughs> oh man, you do one playthrough to unlock the other playthrough. Ooh, and once in first person, the other's in third person? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, but the, the like I feel like the third person, it, it's less of a horror game when it's in third person. It, I feel like it's less of less of a horror game. I feel like horror yeah. works better in first person because it feels like it's happening to you. Yeah. Um. But I I feel like the like Resident Evil's also had its high points as an action game in RE4. Like I would. I would struggle to argue that Resident Evil 4 is a true horror game. It seems more... It, it And especially Resident Evil 5, they're definitely more action games than horror games. Yeah. Um, so it's really... Both directions are, are, are very appealing. Uh, I, would, I would just lean towards more of the Resident Evil 7 stuff. That's what I'd want to see personally, is a first-person thing that's also available in VR. Because that's creepy as hell. It is. It is. Seven was a creepy game. I'm looking forward to playing two. I think it's exciting though that Capcom found uh, Resident Evils like they found their footing again mm-hmm. with the franchise with seven and they and found the their release remake. window too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Put them out in January. It's yeah, the best put time. them out at the end of January. They're going to do just fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they definitely. We're not going in the place, in a place that people enjoyed them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they sold well. Six sold incredibly well. And five did as 
well, but you know, it wasn't what the fans wanted mm-hmm. really. And now they're find, still finding success with getting the franchise back to its roots. Yeah. Which is cool. Remember the way that they revealed seven though? Yeah. They had like that, that kitchen demo that everybody yep. just called it the kitchen, but it turns out it was Resident Evil 7. They were yeah. testing shit with it, and then they revealed that creepy-ass reveal trailer at E3, and then they popped up and said it was playable in VR, and it's like, oh, my God. That was a really exciting moment. I want to play ERE 7 again. Yeah, it's such a good game. I had a weird inkling to play 5 the other day. Dude, you've I played so much why. 5. You, I know. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, Why? Do you have it? Wait, where, where, where would you play that? I think I have it on my Xbox. Is, but it, is it a backwards compatible thing? Or is it? It's actually out on, I don't, it might be backwards compatible, but it, it's actually like there's a native Xbox One version. Okay. But it's co-op. Yeah. It's split screen co-op too. I wonder if it's a play, If I wonder if you could do a play anywhere on that. I'd have to check. Yeah, I don't know. Because if I could play it on my PC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And yeah. You play it on your Xbox, and then we could party up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Makes you think. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. Either that, or I mean, we could always just do it split screen. Yeah. We could. Some point too. I mean, it's a big dumb action game in a way, but I don't know. I just had an inkling to play it, just because it's been a long time. Hmm. But will you so. have time to play it? Because even after you finish Kingdom Hearts three, it looks like you're going to have more to do. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, kind of coming out today that uh, Tetsuya Nomura is planning to release story DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. Kind of crazy. Uh, one of the things that's going to happen uh, relatively soon is going to be critical mode, which I'm kind of surprised the game doesn't have. That's the hard difficulty for Kingdom Hearts games. And that's the one thing about 3 that's... I don't know if it's like... Because... I'm enjoying the game, but I'm not enjoying it as much as I was the opening hours for sure. The game is so easy compared to other Kingdom Hearts games. And i that's the thing. Like, this game is easy. Other Kingdom Hearts games, especially one, are hard. Where two, I felt, had the the middle of the road. It wasn't too easy, but wasn't too hard. Um, so that's a, that's a thing that's going to happen. Um, but then he also talked about uh, some other story DLC that'll happen that might uh, explain some storylines that happen throughout the game. Mm. We'll see if they actually come out this year. Is the DLC going to be a prequel? No. Hmm. <laughs> oh, they already have prequels. I don't know. I'm so confused. Hmm. I just I wonder how substantial it'll be. Like, will it be a whole new world? I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of a lot of work. But they say, I mean, some of the stuff's going to be paid. How yeah. much? Who knows? I mean, they didn't say anything about DLC up until this up until this point. I think they were just focused on actually making Kingdom Hearts three happen. Mm. Um, we'll see. You also, I'm not sure. I don't think I put this in here. I think you did. For the Division Two is also having some post-launch content. Yeah. So the, obviously, because it's it's one of those games. But would you like to walk us through it? Yeah. So uh, Division Two is coming out pretty soon. Beta this weekend. Open beta. If you mm. want to 
if anyone wants to try it out uh, for free, you can. Um, but they just released kind of, hey, this is what we're what you can look forward to coming out. Episode one. There's going to be three different episodes. Uh, episode one is called Outskirts Expeditions. Takes place in the surrounding areas of Washington D.C., where players fight to liberate the city in two additional main missions. It includes a new game mode. Um, that comes out in the summer. Episode two is called Pentagon, the last castle comes out in the fall, have new missions, uh, and you get to store in the Pentagon. So that could be cool. Then there'll be another one in the winter. Um, there's a whole new, uh, location called the title basin, which are calling a new stronghold. There's an eight player raid. Wonder how the hell that's going to work. That's going to be coming out called Operation Dark Hours. Um, whole bunch of new specializations going to happen. Like, yeah, it seems like they're they're lining lining the division up for some maybe decent content to happen afterwards. Hmm, maybe, but they're also maybe. positioning. It, it, I'm getting some similar Ubisoft vibes here. They're positioning this game as maybe political but i think eventually it's just not going to be at all yeah and they're not going to have anything to say about anything it's just a big dumb action game yeah uh i didn't really so i played a lot of the division until i realized oh shit none of this loot is interesting much like anthem i didn't think the loot was interesting in the division Mm -hmm. it was just different colored versions of guns that i've seen before right right to me it was like the gameplay wasn't super enticing and then yeah the loot wasn't the greatest uh we'll we'll see with the division two i want to hopefully try it out this weekend because there's potential there for something like that Mm -hmm. to happen i also i had a ton of uh connection problems with the division yeah i remember that it was really bad we could hardly play it again yeah it was just really fucking bad for me so i hope that's a lot better i hope it's not like fucking ghost recon wildlands we could never play that game together because of nat issues that i always ended up having yeah which is a shame because (laughs) there seemed to be a lot of game there yeah definitely i ended up playing that game by myself and just putting podcast on uh, and it was fun, but it definitely wasn't as fun as playing with you guys. It's a definitely it a sucks. different game when you play alone because it's a lot more of uh, setting up your AI to do yeah. the perfect thing and make make it a perfect run. Yeah. But when you're playing with your friends, someone can fuck it up and it yeah. turns into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wildlands, it, I didn't particularly care for the story in it or the writing but it gameplay was good game, yeah it's really the structure good. of the game itself felt pretty solid yeah if they iterate it iterate on it in the right ways i could take another wildlands mm-hmm. it's a neat game all right well this brings us to well which one of these do you want to do first uh, why don't we get the Star Wars thing out of the way? Yeah, you're interested in Star Wars. Yeah, Respawn's Star Wars Jedi, uh, The Fallen Order, will be revealed April 13th, Star Wars Celebration, which I think we guessed that right. I think so. <laughs> we were talking about that, but uh, yeah, 
that's pretty much it. Not not a whole lot there. We'll see what happens when it when it happens. But it's exciting to know when we'll finally see something about this game. Yeah, and I, I expect a release date. Um, right now, it's scheduled to release in the holiday mm-hmm. of 2019. But yep, yeah, we'll probably get some gameplay and a release date. I hope so because I hope we get gameplay or trailer or something because. They did this same thing with Battlefront and maybe Battlefront 2 where at Star Wars Celebration, people got to see the game there, but no, nobody on the outside did. So I hope they actually show people the game. Mm. All right. Well, we've also got some free games coming up in March's free PlayStation Plus lineup. A reminder that you will no longer get PlayStation 3 or Vita games starting in March. Nope. So... For the PlayStation 4 lineup, which is the only lineup, you're getting Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered and The Witness. Shooter and a puzzle game. Yep. Although it's a weird time to to make Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered available, considering that we already have a really good and competent Call of Duty game out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't been keeping up with Call of Duty games, that there's a... Pretty good campaign in there to play, and I, 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 if there are enough players, I still enjoy that Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer. Oh, absolutely! It's such a good game. Yeah, it's still fun to go. And back then the to witness it. is just—it breaks your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so many line puzzles, but like, it's, there are so many different rules that you learn throughout that aren't explicitly told. It, yeah, if you're into puzzle games, it's a good one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, that's it. That's all you get for free. We'll see. I mean, it's. I would say it is a quality month, but I'd expect them all to be quality months now, considering that you're only getting two games a month. Yeah. I would also wonder how many people were downloading the PS3 and Vita games, especially the PS3 mm. games at this point. But I agree with you. I hope, hope we get good stuff. Yeah. All right, and that brings us to the new games of the week. And Tyler, would you like to get us started? I'm going to scroll down here just to... Oh, my goodness. My curiosity is... Oh, my wow, God. Oh, fuck. my God. We're just... We are utterly fucked this week. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. Holy shit. We're, let's get through this. 8-Bit Invaders on PS4. Digital and retail. 8-Bit Invaders is a colorful sci-fi RTS that's easy to learn and play. Control the military might of the Galactic Marine Corps or invade the savage power of the Cranioids. Collect resources, build your base, amass an army, and crush your opponents. Next up, we have a PlayStation VR game in the Arc Slinger. Get your trigger finger ready for fast-shooting VR world of the Ark Slinker. Entrusted with a mythical gun, Angel Heart, you must take down the villainous Gold Smoke and his dastardly gang. Do you have what it takes to become the Ark Slinger? <laughs> Gold Smoke. <laughs> pretty awesome. Uh, next up is Awesome P on PS4 and Vita. P is in the food you eat, yes. not what comes out of your ding-lang-ding-dong. Awesome P is a classic run-and-jump platformer where you must help the greedy P in his instable quest for gold. Insatiable. Oh, insatiable. Gosh. Uh, dangerous dungeons, deceptively beautiful nature, hidden deadly traps, and many, many coins await you. I fucking love collecting coins, man. 
Do you like you? You've been playing Mario. You like collecting coins. I do. Coins are fun to collect. Sometimes you collect, try to collect coins you shouldn't try to collect. Yeah, and you die. Hmm. Like me. Moving on, we have Blast Zone Tournament, which I'm guessing is a Bomberman-like game, but here we go. Blast Zone Tournament is the fast-paced game where fun meets explosive combat, take on challenges in the fully loaded single-player campaign, and prepare to compete in numerous multiplayer arenas. Blast your way to the top of the leaderboards. Next up is Crash Dummy on PS4. Crash Dummy is a challenging 2D platform game. Blast, burn, and freeze your way through each level. Jump long distances and do some stylish ninja action wall runs in this story-driven adventure with a unique set of endearing characters. Hmm. Or you could take a jaunt down creepy road oh my God. on PlayStation 4. <laughs> The world has gone mad. Hordes of enemies lie between Flint Tucker and his beloved Angelina. Only his courage and a shotgun will help him reach home and save his one true love. Go get him, Flint. He looks like a Flint. Yeah, he does. Uh, if you want to uh, fight some people and see some boobies... Dead or Alive 6 is out on PS4, digital and retail. The long-awaited new installment in Tim Ninja... Tim... Wow. Team... Wow, I can't speak. Team Ninja's top-class fighting game series. With the addition of brand new stages and characters, Dead or Alive 6 embodies and illustrates the evolution of true fighting entertainment. Mm. I played the shit out of Dead or Alive 4 back in the day. That was a great game. Just never, I literally never even gave another one a shot (laughs) besides that one. But hey. Mm. All right. Well, next up we have Death Coming on PlayStation 4. Death Coming is a non-linear puzzle game where you must harvest human souls, Final Destination style. However, pesky mortals are not your only problem as the agents of light will do anything, everything they can to stop you. Uh, next up is Deponia Doomsday. PS4. Can you change Deponia's fate? Do you have what it takes to change Rufus's past, present, and future without accidentally destroying the whole planet? Fight time itself in this action-packed plat- platypus. What? Plat- platypus-tastic and insanely hilarious story. You know, sometimes okay. you just make up words. Yeah. Whatever. Next is Dirt Rally 2.0, Tyler. On PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail, Dirt Rally 2.0 dares you to carve your way through a selection of iconic rally locations from across the globe in the most powerful off-road vehicles ever made, knowing that the smallest mistake could end your stage. Dirt Rally is for the real hardcore players. Yes. So very, very simulation-ass simulation racer. Next up is Doom and Destiny on PS4. Dude, we're still on the D's. <laughs> Four nerds drawn into a fantasy world and mistaken for heroes have to battle their way through a massive, crazy adventure and defeat a preposterous villain. Journey through an unpredictable story filled with parodies and cameos. This is Doom and Destiny, the flying spaghetti fantasy adventure. All right, Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Next is Fimble on PlayStation 4 digitally. Fimble combines Viking battles with a deep story that that unfolds through in-game comics. 
to bring the um, to bring the frozen world of the Norse sagas to life. Immerse yourself in the blistering winter preceding Ragnarok, the Fimble Winter. Hmm. I hope the Fimble Winter is included in God of War someday. Mm-hmm. Could be cool. Next up, I'm sure this game is great. Honor and Duty D-Day on PlayStation VR. Honor and Honor Duty D-Day takes place during the D-Day landing in World War II. Play Team Deathmatch of Domination in 32-player matches. Drive tanks, jeeps, and trucks in large open maps as you search for the enemy. Jesus. God. That is so poorly written. I guess what they're trying to say is play Team Deathmatch or Domination. I guess so. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, R and F are, you know, next to each other on the keyboard. It is a possibility. Yeah. But you all need to hire some editors. I agree. Uh, The Lego Movie 2 video game is also out this week on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail. Bricksburg is in ruins and Emmett's friends have been taken. Team up with Emmett and a host of heroic characters to save their friends from strange inhabitants of the solar system. Journey to into outer space, discover new worlds, and test your master building skills. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like this game might not do too well. Oh. Only because the Lego Movie 2 isn't doing too hot, especially compared to the first one. But maybe well. Next up is Near Automatic Game of Your Hot Edition. PS4 Digital and Retail. The Near Automatic Game of the Your Hot Edition includes DLC and bonus content for the full experience of the award winning post apocalyptic action RPG to defend against a surprise invasion from another world. A new breed of android infantry is sent into the fray. The Yorah Squad. This game is so good. Yes. Play this game. Buy the soundtrack. I love it. Yes. I, I have his track from the soundtrack as my uh, as my alarm. Oh, and really? It scares the shit out of me in the morning because <laughs> it's so loud. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. We have to get through this. Picks. Pick a Picks Classic is on PlayStation 4 and Vita Digital Cross by the popular picture crossword series goes back to the basics. Pick a Picks is a picture logic game sometimes known as Picross, Nonogram, or Hanji, where whimsical pixel art pictures are created by solving puzzles. Next up is Remilore, PS4. Remilore is a roguelite anime-style adventure set in a colorful fantasy world. Features single player story mode two player co-op mode 200 plus weapons upgradable spells procedurally generated levels loads of unlockables and more oh boy you know I'm excited to talk about Stellaris again now that it is out on PlayStation 4 Paradox Development Studios bringing the grand strategy genre to consoles for the first time ever with Stellaris Console Edition, featuring the same deep strategic gameplay, rich and diverse alien races, and emergent storytelling. Stellaris Console Edition puts the complexity of the galaxy at your thumbsticks. Have you seen anything on how this works on console? Is it I have well? not. I, mm, I, I meant to request a code. I didn't. I might <laughs> end up just cashing out for this maybe who knows Mm -hmm. maybe i'll just watch some videos and just play the maybe they've added controller support for the pc version that's comparable maybe and i can investigate in that avenue yeah next up is summer funland on playstation vr 
Get ready for the awesome VR experience that is Summer Funland. A crazy roller coaster, hilarious mini games, and an incredibly fast-paced motorcycle ride through Gotham. Underwater voyage and space trip. There's never a dull moment in Summer Funland. Hmm. Wow. That last sentence. A little too long. Just saying. Whew. We've got a... Hmm. Toe jam and okay. Earl. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's back in the groove. And PlayStation 4. The iconic 90s duo is back in the groove with all new presents to help them navigate this whack planet Earth and retrieve all the lost pieces of to the Rapmaster rocket. Team up for co-op play to discover secret locations, hidden presents, and new friends. Never played Toe Jam and Earl. But it looks it looks kind of weird. Next up is Trials Rising, PS4 digital and retail. Explore over-the-top action and physics-bending motorcycle racing in Trials Rising, the latest edition of the Trials franchise. All new features, more competitions, and more tracks mean new challenges. I forgot to mention this has a track creator. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I did not know that. That's that seems like a great idea for a Trials game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, next up is another PlayStation VR game, Vertigo Home. Vertigo Home is an endless runner set in ninety in the, a 90s space western universe. Fly through and above a tunnel that you steer with your head to avoid collisions with bizarre and strange bizarre and dangerous obstacles. This is VR. The doors of perception are open. <laughs> It's a little dramatic. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is the Walking Vegetables Radical Edition. <laughs> Fucking Jesus shit. Christ. Uh, PS4. The world is under attack from vegetables. Turn evil by dastardly aliens. Answer the call and take up arms to defend the planet. Buy weapons. Develop your skills and roam from city to city to take out waves of evil veggie monsters. <laughs> the art here is a dude holding a pistol straight to a tomato's head. God damn fucking shit. Finally, we are at the end of the list here with War Tile on PlayStation 4. Experience a living, breathing tabletop video game that invites the player into a miniature universe full of small adventures. It is set in, a, in beautifully handcrafted diorama battle boards inspired by Norse mythology to honor the Vikings. Holy shit. Um, also available on the PlayStation Store is the Anthem soundtrack, which is a good soundtrack. It is one of the good parts of Anthem. Mm -hmm. But also, the soundtrack doesn't play while you're in loading screens, which is a fucking disappointment. What? Sheesh. I was just counting there. 24 video games. We just... There did not need to be 24 video games coming out in a week. Definitely not. You can watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. PlayStation Video. I urge everybody to watch that movie. It is fucking fantastic. Hmm. Have you seen that? I haven't yet. Oh, you need to do it. Yeah, it's maybe so I good. can now. Maybe now that it's available on PlayStation Video, I'm going to go. This is also Ralph Breaks the Internet. I just got Wreck-It Ralph as a summon in Kingdom Hearts 3. 
What does he do? He basically, he's a little disappointing. Basically, you just build these gigantic towers that makes all the enemies dance, and then you can kind of just run into them. Okay. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Hmm. <laughs> I was hoping I could actually just beat the shit out of stuff. That'd be more fun. All right. I think that's going to... That's enough. That's all we have time for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, 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 was, that was a lot there. Um, a lot of games out this week. There are. And I will continue to play video games into next week, as you will. Yeah. I hope to have Anthem finished. I hope to have played all the content that is available now in Anthem. And also next week starts the next season of Destiny 2. Yep. Bringing some new content there, so maybe I'll have something to say on that. I am, uh, I'm hoping to play a lot more Kingdom Hearts three, but I think I'm going to try to start, or uh, I think I'm going to try to clean up a few 2018 games, some shorter games before I get some some new stuff. So either Shadow of the Tomb Raider, or I'll get into Hitman two, or I'll go do some Spyro two. You know. Um, one of the three. One thing I didn't hear there was Yakuza, and I'm fucking no, mad at you. Yeah, that's another one I gotta get back to as well. I will, man. It's last, last stuff. But I think that's my plan. I'm gonna try to f- try to finish a few things. Mm, all right, Some shorter things. I'm looking forward to playing something shorter after finishing <laughs> something so big, such as Assassin's Creed Odyssey. All right. Well. So. We have that to look forward to. If you have things to look forward to, stuff you need to tell us about that you're just dying to say, you can email us at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at psreportpodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler at and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Leave us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. Five stars, baby. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and give me the grookey, baby.